right, all right, all right. And as you can guess from the sound of that, baseball is back. Who would have thought this would have happened? My God. Um, yesterday, they came to an agreement. Obviously, part of it's got to be ratified by both parties. I think the owners already did their parts. So now it's just a few players that have to do it. Um, one of the many things I'm happy about when I read part of what they agreed upon. Um, back to nine-inning doubleheaders. That's one. Uh, and two, thank God... They realized after one year how dumb this extra inning rule was with start a man at second crap. Oh, thank God that is over. Thank God. Now you don't have to hear, you know, everybody go, well, we should have won that game because of this and use that as the majority of the excuse. Um, it did look like, you know, that there might not be a season or be a shortened season. And because they were able to get the deal done yesterday... We have a full season. Yankees open up at home, I think for like the first time in quite some time, against our most hated rivals, the Boston Red Sox. That's right. I don't call them the Sox. I call them the Sox because Boston sucks. Um, for those who've listened, and you know I'm a Steelers fan, listen, I've you've heard me bash everybody in the AFC North. Baseball season, I bash everybody in the AL East. When it's deemed necessary. Um, but the question being now, where do the Yankees go from here? And I've discussed it at length, you know, on other episodes a while back. And they got to go and they got to get a first baseman. Again, Luke Voigt is decent off the bench. He had a great shortened season, you know, when we had the 60-game season. You know, and he was the MVP and this, that, and a third or whatever, whatever other accolades he won. But we need a gold glove defenseman, a defensive first baseman who can hit for power, who can hit for contact, who can just create run scoring opportunities when we're at the plate and stop everything thrown at him at first base. So I was reading last night that Freddie Freeman... I guess before the lockout has narrowed it down between the Yankees and the Braves. Yankees are like right now, I think 132 million under the cap, I believe. Um, or I think that might be for next season. I'm not entirely sure, but I know for actually yeah, it is for next season. Now looking back, um, they're 132 million under the cap next year. And I think they're 134 million under the cap the following year. Um, obviously, they got to get a deal done with Aaron Judge. Obviously, they got to go get pitching. Obviously, we need a shortstop. So, when I went through the lists a while back of who was, you know, as far as free agents that were available, and this was before the lockout, obviously. Um, obviously, Freddie Freeman now being one of the biggest names out there. Obviously, Carlos Correa is. And uh, you have to look at it from this per perspective of who do you go after? Who? Who? You know, it's not common. It's not brain surgery here. You know, as far as, you know, who we should pick up. It, it's, it's pretty simple. You know, you got, you got Anthony Rizzo, who's a free agent. And I loved when the Yankees brought Rizzo in. 
you know, is there a chance that they bring him back? I think he would cost you a little bit less than getting Freddie Freeman. Obviously, Freeman coming off of a MVP type year, winning a World Series with the Braves. And I'd be happy with either or. At shortstop, you can go obviously with the guy who is on the friggin' on the Astros. Okay, the Astros. You know that team that cheated, banged on garbage cans. Um, is he a good shortstop? Yeah. Can he hit for contact? Yeah. Can he hit for power? Yeah. But is that something the Yankees are prepared for as far as media backlash from you know him being with Houston now coming to New York? Is Carlos Correa going to be able to handle that pressure? Mm, going to have to wait and see. Now, Trevor Story's out there, and Trevor Story's probably going to cost you a lot less. If the Yankees are looking at this from, listen, you know, in 2023, these guys are going to be free agents, and we'd rather stay, you know, under the cap so we can add more to it for 2023. Here's something you need to understand and why you can't do that. Look at what the Mets have done. The Mets, and there's part of this, like, there was some with the luxury tax. And a lot of this has to do with the fact that Steve Cohen is, like, one of the richest owners in baseball that certain Mets players aren't happy with. Well, you were happy when the coupons were gone, okay? You were happy when they started spending, but now you're not happy because now there's going to be a higher luxury tax as far as what the Mets are going to have to pay out this year. Well, then maybe you shouldn't have went out and got Scherzer if you didn't want to pay the luxury tax. Maybe you shouldn't have gotten Starling Marte. And listen, all amazing moves by the Mets. Can't listen as much as I can't stand them. You you have to you have to show you know you have to show credit and give credit where credit's due. You have to you know right now the Yankees as far as free agency and it opened last night. But the but the Yankees are at a standing eight count. And the Mets are just waiting for the Yankees to not make another move. Now, Chris Bryant's out there. All right, Chris Bryant, obviously, was the Cubs get traded to the Giants. They're not, he's not on the Mets' radar. I get we have a third baseman in Urshela. But here's another thing you can do. And I get it's going to be tough to do because now, it, you know, the season starts a week late. So everything's going to have to kind of be rushed through at this point. So... What I would do is I would bring Chris Bryan in to third, play third base and move Gio Urshela to short in the event you can't land Correa or you can't land Trevor Story. You at least then have an in-house option because Glaber Torres isn't it and they've already said Glaber Torres is not playing shortstop and I've heard people say, well, you know, he wasn't bad at shortstop. What game were you watching? The guy was abysmal. Okay, I sucked at playing shortstop in Little League, and I could probably be a better shortstop than Glaber Torres. Okay, now, that solves that issue. Now, at first base, if they can't land Freeman or they can't land Rizzo, what then do you do? Well, then we're going to have, obviously, be stuck with, with, with Voight as the opening day starting first baseman, which is... No, you know, like I said, he's a decent battle off the bench, but to be an everyday first baseman, Voight's not it. And Voight wants to be here, but, you know, from what I gather, he wants to be a starter somewhere, and if they get Freeman or Rizzo, Voight ain't going to be it. 
He ain't going to be starting every day. He ain't going to be DHing every day. And I would try to build his value up as much as possible. And when the deadline comes, I would try to move him. That's that's what I would do. You know, if you want to play, you want to play sports fan GM here. You know, that's what I would do. Now, obviously, the other big issue is the pitching rotation. You got Carlos Rondon out there. You got Kershaw. Kershaw is going to cost you a lot of money. I understand that. And I was talking with somebody on Twitter about it last night. I understand Kershaw is going to cost you a lot of money. I understand he's injury prone. But you don't know what he's going to be until he's here. Now, obviously, if we sign him and we pay him what he wants and he's constantly hurt, we're going to bash it. Right? That's what we do here in New York. We want all these guys, and then when they come here and they suck, whether it's the Mets, the Jets, the Giants, the Rangers, the Islanders, Knicks, Nets, doesn't matter. Okay? If we brought in Carlos, if we brought in Clayton Kershaw, and he's the same Kershaw he was in L.A. where he was dominant, pitching like a Cy Young Award winner, you love the move, obviously. But if he's trash, we're going to bash him. But my point is, is reach out. What's it going to cost? What kind of a deal is he looking for? He may only be looking for a one year, let me see if I can stay healthy deal. And yeah, you may have to overpay a little bit. But you're if you're comfortable with the rotation being Garrett Cole and then Luis Severino as a question mark this year because he was hurt for the past year and a half, and then Jordan Montgomery, question mark, because we don't know what he's going to be. And four and five, question mark, question mark. We're just going to have the same result as last year. Get to the playoffs and lose. And that's not, that's not the goals and aspirations of not only the Yankees fans, but that, that the goal should be for the Yankees organization is World Series championships. Again, Hal's got to find his his inner George Steinbrenner and make moves that we don't even see coming. You know, go out and get Carlos Rondon. Go out and make a trade for somebody who you might not have thought would be an option, but could be an option. Do something like that. I mean, the Yankees are going to have to get creative now. The Yankees are going to have to come out of this, you know, out of the gate now, swinging, throwing lefts and rights all over the place and hoping they connect on everything that they go after. You know, I, I was surprised that we didn't wake up this morning to those that are up right now and those who will be listening later. I'm surprised we didn't wake up to Yankees just signed Freddie Freeman for 10 years and like $800 million. <laughs> you know, um, we gotta, but the Yankees gotta go, and they gotta, they gotta get, they gotta get pieces because a lot of what they have now, listen, it's viable, but it's not World Series caliber. Let's be real. Let's be let's be real and 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 admit this: that if you think you're winning with Aaron Judge, Stanton, Torres, Sanchez. Urshela, Void at first, and Garrett Cole is the ace, and Joey Gallo, which was another thing. Speaking of that, they banned the shift. 
Okay? And it's about time. It's about time they do this. But people are sitting there like, oh, they only banned the chef because Charlie Gallo came out. You know, he like bitched. You know, because he just can't like hit it the other way. Okay. You know what? Okay. You're entitled to that opinion. But maybe there's more to this, more to it than just that. Maybe it's just the fact that the band, you know, that the shift was just stupid to begin with. And then they agreed, obviously, on the universal DH rule. And then you got these fans who are like, well, you know, if I don't see the pitcher bat, then I'm not watching baseball. Mm-hmm. You ain't going to be missed. Let's just be honest. The universal DH rule is something that I didn't even like at first, but eventually, like everything else, as it evolves, you have to evolve with the way you think and realize, do you really want to see Yankees-Mets at City Field and you're, and, and you're watching Garrett Cole up there at the bat just looking at the ball whiz right by him three times? Is that what you want to see? Is that what you want to see? The other thing I know that they were working on um, was a pitch clock. <laughs> Not going to work. Not going to work. Because if you're going to have a pitch count, then why don't you implement stepping out of the box 1,855 times to adjust your gloves when you didn't even take a swing at the ball yet? Okay? Now, apparently, I guess in 2023, they're going to they're gonna enlarge the bases. I guess because apparently, you know, you can't see them now as it is. I, I, I don't know. I think that's stupid. Um, they were going to implement the robo-umpiring. I guess they kind of realize that's just stupid because, you know, I went to a Ducks game last year, I believe it was, about a year, year and a half ago, and they had the robot ump there. Sucked. Just as inaccurate as a real MLB umpire. So you might as well just stick with a regular MLB umpire at this point. But obviously, you know... Listen, I, I did one yesterday, and I never do back-to-back episodes, but I had to come on. I had to discuss this at least at some length. Uh, you know, but we're going to have to see what the Yankees do. And listen, this weekend, they better be. I better hear a whole bunch of... I better be getting notifications left and right. Yankees are talking with this guy. Yankees signed him. Yankees got this guy. Yankees got this guy. Cashman and Steinbrenner need to come out the way Cohen and Alderson did. They had come out there and just go. Get him. Do what you got to do. Get Matt Olson. Go get him. Go get him. And the other thing that I read is that Brett Gardner wants to come back to the Yankees, but he's prepared to play elsewhere. Okay. I get Brett Gardner is a lot older now, but he's still got the speed. He's still reliable in the outfield, and he could still and he could still hit for contact. One year, $5 million, Brett Gardner comes back to the Bronx. That's what I would do. And you're going to sit there and say, well, you know, you got Gallo and left, and you got Hicks, who's going to be healthy, hopefully, and then you got Judge and Wright. You know, where does Gardner fit in? He fits in off the bench. How hard is this to understand? Like, I have to argue with people and prove to them how things work because they don't understand sports in general. Okay? That's why I do a sports podcast. That's why you sit on Twitter and troll people all day long and argue with them because you got nothing better to do. Okay, Brett Gardner makes all the sense in the world to come back for one more year just because the fact that he's a homegrown Yankee. Let him retire as a Yankee. He's still got something left. Maybe not as a starter, but as a, 
All right, we're going to move Gallo to DH today. And we're going to give Stanton a day off. Or we're going to put Stanton in right and Judge is going to DH and Sanchez is going to catch. Which is another thing. Sanchez and Cole better get some chemistry going. Don't get me wrong. I love Higgy when he's catching Garrett Cole because Garrett Cole is a completely different pitcher. They got some chemistry there that, you know, it's like one of those, like a guy and a girl been dating since like friggin' pre, uh, since like pre-K. It's like Zach Morris and Kelly Kapowski from friggin' Say by the Bell. You know, you know, when they're together, everybody loves them. And then when it's Cole and Sanchez, it's like, ah, oh, here we go. This is going to be an abysmal night. So... They got to figure something out, and now's the time to do it. Spring training is the time to do it. Practice is the time to do it. I don't know. Have a slumber party with each other. Go freaking salsa dancing. I don't give a shit what you two do, but figure it out. But figure it out. Because the only way to really get Sanchez's confidence back is to have him catch Garrett Cole on Cole's start days. I understand here and there, it's going to be Higgy because you got to give Sanchez a break. I understand that, and that's fine. And that was the purpose of that's the purpose of a backup catcher. But the fact that when a backup catcher's got better chemistry with your with, with your ace pitcher is another problem that needs to be figured out. So we obviously are all excited that baseball's back. We're all excited. I know I I would have been down in the dumps had it been had it been canceled. Do I think we needed a hundred sixty two game season? And this isn't to put a damper on the fact that Major League Baseball's back. It, listen, the excitement's there, but I still don't need hundred sixty two games. I'm fine with a hundred game season, to be honest with you. I think a hundred is perfect. And then there was something else I read. Oh, it's going to be a twelve team playoff system, and obviously the the. Uh, obviously, the AL East champions and you know, whoever wins their divisions, they're going to have that, you know, that 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 buy to go straight to the first round, kind of like the NFL in a way. And then you'll have your three, your your best out of three wild card. So, and that's something the Yankees cannot be in this year. You need to win the AL East at all costs. You have to win it at all costs. That means you have to go out there and be like Tyson. And destroy everything in your path and get everybody you want. We've already missed the ball on Scherzer. We already missed the ball on Starling Marte, Matt Canna, uh, you know, Marcus Simeon. Now go out there and get Trevor Story. Go try to get Clayton Kershaw or Carlos Rondon. You know, make a trade somewhere where where you could get a starting pitcher that you didn't think would be on the trading block, but already is because they want to do a salary cap dump. Okay, do something. Show us the show us the Yankee fans that, like you said, you weren't going to be afraid to make moves in free agency and pre lockout. You guys were a bunch, You guys were like those kids who believe that there's still monsters in your closet and they hide under your bed. You're like, oh my God, Stephen Cohen's spending too much money. I got to get under the blanket. What do I do, Hal? Oh, come here, Brian. Hold me. We'll protect each other. No, go make moves now. As I'm speaking, you should already be, you should have been up an hour before me, Brian Cashman and Hal, and you should already have been manning the phones. You already should have been sending text messages, emails, calling Freddie Freeman's agent saying, hey, did you make a choice? Did you make a choice? Did you make a choice? Is it Atlanta or is it New York? Hey, we could offer you 20 million more a year. Okay. Start being that stage five clinger. Start being it. You should have been it already. 
okay? It's all great that we've heard that the Yankees were looking at Correa and Freeman and Story, and they were asking for medical records on all of them before pre-lockout. That's all great. Everybody was looking at everybody before the lockout. Everybody was. And hopefully, we never, ever, ever have to go through this again where you have a commissioner who can come out and be apologetic. But your apology means ugats to the fans because you and the owners bent the fans over with your immaturity and your stupidity. How? You knew that spring training was starting at a certain date on the calendar. You waited 40 days to start negotiating. Why? Why? You should have been doing this months ago. We'd still be watching spring training baseball right now. Think about that. Okay? Think about that. But I don't want to take too much time discussing it. You know, <clears throat> but again, baseball is back. It is back. It is back. It is back. And my God, it's just so, it's just, it's, it's just, you know, I really, I really didn't think there was going to be a season. I was like, at this point, we might as well just shut it down and let them negotiate the whole season. So then we could just hate the, hate the, hate the owners more, but I'm going to wrap a bow on this one. And, uh, but I figured I'd pop on. So as usual, everybody knows who I'm going to thank already. So obviously Fort, Fort, uh, 1420 sports as always. Um, I'm waiting to see who you think we should get. So when I drop the link, for the episodes, anybody who listens, watch it, uh, listens, I doesn't watch it, I can't do a video here, um, you know, whoever, whoever listens, retweets, follows in the comments, I want to get your list of who you think we should get, if you're a Yankee fan, I mean, if you want to drop, who, you know, who you think the Red Sox are going to get, who you think the Braves are going to get, I'm open to listening to, to all fans, to be honest with you, because it'd be curious to see who you guys think. You know, because obviously you got Red Sox fans saying, oh, yeah, we're going to get Freddie Freeman. How? He only limited it to the Yankees and the Braves unless Boston's going to come in with a Brinks truck and all from the world. So who knows on that part? But till Monday and Monday, barring barring anything, I'll finally get to the Cordell Stewart um, discussion. Because recently it's been coming up a lot lately, and it, it's kind of odd. Because somebody posted, somebody tweeted something. Who is your favorite player to ever wear jersey number ten? And a lot of people put Cordell Stewart. And I'm like, okay, you know, okay, <laughs> you know, like all of a sudden now Cordell Stewart's being talked about. And this was a little after I mentioned how I'm going to do a discussion on him. So, not saying the two connect, but whatever. So, obviously, thank you to all those that retweet, follow, listen. Um, there's going to be a lot more coming, so stay tuned. Uh, also going to be 
working on possibly making shirts. So if you follow me on Twitter, that one that the picture I have is one design. I granted, yes, it says Steelers on it, but it can be changed to your favorite team of any sport. So um Again, once that gains interest, more and more as more people say, yeah, I'd be interested in one, then I'll figure out the price, and then I'll have them made, and I'll ship them out. Also, think about doing water bottles, too. So, um, you know, if you're interested, don't be afraid to, to comment on the links or send me a personal message. I really don't care. I answer messages all day long, so really don't care on that part. But again, to all those... Thank you. Wouldn't be here without you. Um, you know, and to those that still think you should be part of this ride, <laughs> you were never even on the block to get in the car. So um, stay tuned for Monday. Again, barring anything major happening. Obviously, if the Yankees make big moves this weekend, Monday's discussion will be mainly just that. So till the next one, stay safe. Peace. Thank you.